Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Motivational Intelligence Podcast. I'm Sean Johnson, and on this podcast, it's our job to deconstruct for you what makes people and organizations successful. And today's topic is a good one because it's something that a lot of people struggle with. We're talking about why people have this seemingly deep-rooted psychological reaction that causes them to judge other people and oftentimes judge themselves. And so on this episode, we're diving into the repercussions of that, both on an organizational level, on a societal level, but also in terms of what that means for our relationship with other people, our relationships with ourselves. We're going to really get a better, a deep-rooted understanding of the psychological causes of what causes this impulse to judge other people and, and, and ourselves. And with that better understanding, how and why can we break this habit? So I hope you enjoy this episode and uh, check us out on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, all those good places. Uh, And we'd love to hear what you think. So uh, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this. Until next time, enjoy this episode. The Motivational Intelligence Podcast is produced by the team at Two Logical. Two Logical is an international corporate training firm and the world's leading expert in motivational intelligence which is the ability to understand, manage, and change the motives people have. Two Logical offers over 30 different keynotes, workshops, and full training courses to small, medium, and large Fortune 500 companies in 53 countries, a lot of which you're probably familiar with. Pfizer, Bank of America, GE, Constellation Brands, P&G, and more. All solutions are completely customized, and the feedback from these sessions will blow your mind. If you have any training or speaking needs or just want to say hey, head over to twological.com. All right, welcome back. What's up, Dave? How you doing, Sean? I'm hanging in there. There you go. Not doing too bad. Um, I got a, uh, a good topic I, I wanted to, to chat about today um, that uh, I think it'll, I think will be kind of fun conversation. Um, uh, I wanted to pick your brain on... Can I can I sure. let you know all that at the end or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see where it goes. <laughs> Sean, this is a dumb topic. <laughs> yeah, we're we're rolling whether you like it or not, there, pal. <laughs> um, uh, I wanted to talk about judgment. Ooh. Um, uh, I think going deep today. Yeah, we're going deep today. There you go. I'm, I'm feeling deep. All right. Um, I think we're you know I, I think particularly now with you got the media and social media and all of that, their snap judgments are very, very commonplace. It um, is the way of the world we live in right yeah, now. Yeah, it yes. really is. Um, so I, I thought it would be it would be good to, to go there um, uh, from a lot of different angles. Um, so uh, maybe we just start start kind of broad. What What is judgment? How should we be thinking about this? Well, um I mean, really, judgment is, it's really, uh, you know, it's like a, a, a personal opinion or, you know, our our conclusion on something or really um, kind of a measurement against our standards, I guess you would say. Well, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Not that those standards are, are <laughs> relevant or even yeah. true, but, right. but yeah. it is a measurement that's, against our standards. Yeah. Okay. Um, so is there a, what is, is there like an evolutionary purpose to this? Why, why, I guess it seems to be that human beings are pretty wired 
um, uh, or predisposed um, or conditioned to mm-hmm. uh, judge either other people or, or, or themselves. Why is that? That's a pretty interesting question, actually. Um, th- this summer I read a book. Uh, it was um, a-, a River Out of Eden by uh, Richard Dawkins, I believe it was. Um, oh, is this the one that uh, you you picked up? Ray Dalio? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so th- uh, Dawkins, I believe, is a biologist. And, you know, he had talked about it's a it's I think the subtitle of the book is um, a Darwinian view of history. Hmm. I think it is. Um, but it was interesting, you know, he talked about in the book us as human beings and how every aspect of of who we are today, it, it exists for a specific evolutionary purpose. Um, yeah. And basically at its root cause, it was for perpetuation of the species, you know, the, so that the sure. things that that survived, you know, over the course of, uh, of evolution really survived because in some way, shape or form, they... They, they, they better prepared us to, you know, perpetuate as a, as a species. Sure. So um, earlier this year, I was, uh, I was up in Canada, and, and I was working with one of our clients, and there was, uh, there was another consulting firm that was in there, and, and the gentleman came in, and he was doing uh, a, a presentation on basically the, the human mind or the evolution of the human mind. Mm-hmm. And... One of the things I remember he talked about was he talked about how there's three tiers of, of our mind or, or three kind of generations of how our mind evolved. Hmm. So the most, the, so the, the, the first and the most kind of core aspect of the human mind, uh, he said, is the reptilian mind. Yeah. Um, the, the, the second one is the mammalian mind, and the, and the third is the conscious mind. And so they evolved in, or we, we evolved in that, you know, in that order. Sure. And so if you think about, you know, think about what each stage of the mind was really designed to do. The, the, I remember, um, uh, you know, him talking about the, the, the reptilian mind, and, and uh, it's funny, he said... Um, he said, the, the, really, the primary focus of the reptilian mind, he said, is because you can remember it by the four Fs. You know, it was, it was about food, it was about fight, it was about flight, or it was, um, well, I will, um, <laughs> and, yeah, and, and reproduction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, know. Um, you know, so, so you know, that, those were the, you know, those were the initial drivers of us as a, you know, as a species. Yeah. And... So if you think about judgment as it relates to those those four you know the four Fs, it, it, judgment served a purpose in that it, it it allowed the you know allowed our ancestors to be able to come into uh, a situation and very quickly define you know which of these four areas does this relate to. They could make that you know that snap judgment, look at it, and say, okay. You know, am I in danger? Do you know? Do do I fight my way out of this? Do I run away? You know, mm-hmm. is there food available here, or you know, is there an opportunity to reproduce here? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, judgment. I think I think it, it appeals to us at a very pr- 
primordial level because it, it really was something that at the most root level of the uh, of the human mind it, it it perpetuated the species yeah you know and you know unfortunately though you know those the um you know those four f's the relevancy of those things is you know a little different than it was you know at that point in time food's a lot more readily available sure. um you know the fight or flight you know we're not we're not you know, in those kind of dynamics, you know, all that often. Right. The fourth F is probably still relevant. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> the, a little um, bit. Yeah, I love that. But, uh, um, you know, but still because that, that you know, that, that judgment instinct is, is so deeply embedded in the, in the very, the most, you know, core fundamental aspect of our brain, I think that's why it still exists. Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, so you kind of, uh, you 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 touched on it, but where does it show up today? You know, um, because a lot of the, like you said, a lot of those things aren't real nearly as, uh, prevalent or, um, urgent as they were before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have a, an abundant amount, uh, you know, for most of the world, mm-hmm. it's abundant amount of food and, um, and you're not, you know, we're, we have pretty good shelter and you right. know, we're not uh, constantly in that kind of danger. So, right. um, where does it show up? Where does that judgment show up today with, without those things being as prevalent? Yeah. It, you know, I think that, uh, unfortunately, well, it shows up in a lot of different areas. I mean, obviously, it shows up in us um, as, as individuals um, as we look at others and as others look at us. Um, but I think probably the biggest way, particularly in the last... 20 years. Um, I think judgment has been a, really been a, an incredibly effective tool to manipulate people, mm-hmm. um, you know, to manipulate people so that you could market things through them, to manipulate people um, so that you could capture their attention, you know, to manipulate um, uh, people in a way that you could drive up your ratings, you know, so, so the, the judgment has been, um, it's really a wonderful tool to to emotionally charge somebody and to polarize them and if, sure. and the more you can polarize then the more you know the more emotion you engage and the more emotion you engage then you know you can begin to attach things to that emotion to whether sure. it's selling something whether it's driving ratings or you know whether it's you know getting someone to vote for you know vote for why do you think you know you said the last 20 years why do you think you know there what happened 20 years ago is it the internet is it you know what what's what's happened in the last twenty years? Well, I think certainly um, the I, I think that even even predating the internet, I, I think that uh, there's a lot more outlets today yeah. than than there used to be. So a lot more competition for attention. Exactly. So so you had to become more sophisticated in capturing it uh, because yeah. there's just there's a lot more distraction so sure. you know whether it you know it started with the you know the the explosion in cable tv and the multitude of channels and how do we drive people to our channels uh, right yeah news um, used to be we're competing against you know three other channels versus right. now you're competing with 3000 other channels right and you're competing 24 hours a day instead of an hour in the evening right you know so you have so not only do you have uh, you know, you, you have a lot more outlets, but you have a lot more time. Yeah. And so I think that that, um, I, I definitely think that's driven it. it certainly, Internet hasn't helped. 
Um, yeah. You know, because now now you've got even more outlets and and you know and, and more things. There was um, everybody's basically got their own channel. Exactly. Uh, well, you know, and uh, that um, uh, Tristan Harris and and uh, his interview recently was talking about the um, the attention economy and yeah. you know and how we have um, basically monetized people's attention. Yeah. So the uh, uh, you know so I, th- I think you're absolutely right. So I think that that the inspiring that instinctual judgment it just helps to capture people's attention yeah it makes people money exactly yeah so um maybe it would help for us to you know obviously you know it's kind of an economics issue when you when you kind of look at it at it that way Mm -hmm. why um why it's kind of perpetuated uh, as much as it has and as explosively as it has what I, I think it might be helpful for us to kind of understand it on more of a fundamental level. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so like, you know, for example, um, why do we judge? Let's start with ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, like you, I think it's pretty common that um, people judge themselves. They are uh, they're hard on themselves mm-hmm. or um, so why? Why do they do that? Why do we do that? I, I think at the most fundamental level, um, it it is an outgrowth of a, a a feeling of inadequacy or incompleteness. Uh, um, it, you know, in some ways, uh, you know, we, we've talked about this in other conversations. We look for things that align with our dominant thoughts and beliefs, positive or negative. Sure. Um, Certainly, there's a there's a, a wealth of research out there that talks about you know the self esteem based issues that you know that exist in society the um, you know the fixed mindsets the you know those things that that that, that hold people back and so if you if you're looking and you see a, a you know a progressively larger percentage of the population that is that is externally validated and and feels in some way shape or form a um, a sense of I'm not good enough or I'm not keeping up or you know other people's lives is better than are, are better than my lives so, uh, you know the the you know something is is incomplete in me mm-hmm. the um, and that and and judging ourselves it actually validates that that our, our feelings of inadequacy as crazy sure. as it sounds. So it's almost like a like a self perpetuating negative spiral in that sense. Yeah, and well, it's that cognitive consistency. Exactly. That you know, if you're uh, if you think of yourself as as unworthy or or inadequate, you're just looking. Your brain's just looking for reasons to enfor- reinforce that. Exactly. So what does that mean? I can't imagine that's good. No, <laughs> uh, no, absolutely what, not. What are the repercussions of that? Well, I, you know, I, I think what it does is it, it it serves to make us feel, you know, it, it, I think at a, at a root fundamental level, it, 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 it undermines our own sense of, uh, of value, um, yeah. You know, in that sense, I think that it also, um, it, you know, tends to heighten our, our, you know, ourselves from an uh, from an emotional standpoint. You know, it it it, it raises our our stress levels uh, about things. Uh, 
um, in a lot of ways, it it misshapes our expectations of 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 who we are, of what we're capable of, of how the world should work around us, how other people should treat us. Um, it it creates a kind of a rose colored perspective on the world. Yeah. Although not a wholly accurate one. Right. Yeah, and I would think it it would you know kind of. Um, perpetuate kind of this self-sabotage mm-hmm. engine where, where um, you know, if you, if you have these deep-rooted feelings of inadequacy, um, you know, probably even uh, mostly unconsciously, your brain is just looking for reasons oh, to, yeah. well, you don't deserve this, so. Right. Um, in, in the reality, you know, I was... I was um, let's screw it up for you. Uh, you know, I was having... Uh, uh, Catherine, my daughter, was home for uh, the weekend from college. Yeah. So she and I went out to breakfast yesterday, you know, mm. and, um, it, you know, we're sitting there, we're talking, we were, we were actually talking about um, uh, somebody that, you know, we know in common, I'll keep it kind of ambiguous, so it's not mm. obvious who, yeah. um, and, uh, you know, and how this person had, uh, they, you know, had grown up in a, in a, in a family dynamic where th- there was a a more favored child and they weren't the more favored child. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so this person kind of grew up in the shadow of a, you know, of a sibling where there was the, you know, I, I've, I've never really been able to measure up type of a thing. Yeah. And the, in, and so she and I know, you know, she's a, she's a, uh, you know, a psychology, uh, undergraduate major. Mm. So she's had a wealth of, you know, classes and things. So it creates some kind of interesting conversations, yeah, sure. you know, and so we were sitting there and we were talking about the kind of the scars that, that you know, that we all grew up with. Very few people I've ever met have had a, a perfect upbringing where they had perfect parents and, yeah. you know, and all of those kinds of things. And, and you know, every child, for, for whatever the issues were that were in their home, they, you know, they think it's a direct reflection of them, you know, for mm-hmm. some reason, you know, that, that was... It was, you know, there was something they did or something they weren't or something that, you know, like this person we were, we were talking about, you know, at breakfast. And, you know, when, when in reality, the, you know, the way their parents treated them largely had to do with their parents' own dysfunction and in no way it was a reflection of them. Sure. Um, but that's not how you categorize it or, exactly. or catalog it in your mind. In your own mind. Yeah. So, so that's why, you know, so many people... Because they don't frame things the right way in their, you know, in their own thought process, they they think that the, you know, the, the way they were treated was more of a reflection of them. When in reality, it was just a reflection of their their parents' dysfunction. Yeah, sure. Um, so many people grow up with that, you know, that kind of that sense of inadequacy, or you know, there's there's some missing piece there yeah. that uh, you know that exists for them, and and whether it's you know being able to frame those things constructively, and I, and you know, to be perfectly candid. I had some of that same dynamic in, in my upbringing. Um, and it took me, you know, it took me years to get past the, 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 the framing that I had created in my own mind around things. Yeah, sure. And it's so deep rooted. Absolutely. You know, and, and it's, you know, it's, you're, you're in that, the, the, you know, the formative stages of young, you know, as a, as a child and you're trying to, you know, put, put pieces together that psychologically you're just 
you're not equipped to be able to put, you know, together just yet. Right. Um, and I think a lot of people, you know, they never put them together. I was, I was yeah. fortunate to have people help me to do that. Yeah. And I mean, literally I, I remember, I remember battling for years and, and it, and, you know, creating difficult dynamics and relationships and, and, you know, and, and things like that. And, uh, and, and I, I literally, after, I was in my 30s, right? So, I mean, yeah. and um, and I remember the, I, to this day, I remember the moment when it was the, the, the it was kind of like a light switch flipped yeah. in my brain. And suddenly I was, uh, because of the help from others, I was able to reconcile things in my own mind and, and realize that, you know, those, those influences when I was, was growing up it wasn't my fault. Yeah. You know, it was, you know, it was the ripple of, uh, you know, of dynamics that my parents dealt with. Um, and, you know, in that, the, 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 the incredible catharsis that came from that was a, um, being able to find forgiveness. Yeah. Uh, you know, so that the, the anger and the resentment and all of those negative emotions that you yeah, carry for all those years, onto right? It, you know, now all of a sudden it's like, wow, I don't, I, I don't Oof. need to carry that baggage. Yeah, you know, and so, so, which is, I think, what like you don't realize how heavy it is until you oh, put it down. Not, not at all, not yeah. at all, because it, 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 it ripples in, it really ripples in so many aspects of your life, and 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 the crazy thing was for me. It rippled. Um, I mean, it rippled in my relationship with my children. It rippled in my relationship with my wife. I mean, so so you, you know, you really do. You see the you, you see the cascading effect of all of that. And yeah. and so when you're finally able to to reframe that, um, and and get a get a more constructive perspective, um, you you're able to. You're able to change the way you look at yourself. You're able to change the way you're, you you look at you know that other person. You're able to forgive. You know you're you're able to forgive yourself in a different way. You're able to forgive them in a different way. And and so you're right. It's it for me. It was it, it was literally like I can't. It's hard even to put in the words the 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 significance of the shift in my mind. Yeah. Sure. And, uh, you know, I think you, you said a, a, another thing, which I think is totally true. I know it has been for me that, you know, a lot of those things are so are so deep-rooted that you need another perspective mm -hmm. to get, you know, because you're so in your own head. Oh, yeah. That, you know, and when the things are that deep-rooted, um, you know, even, uh, e even having been um, developed or co and coached and mentored to know what those mm -hmm. things are, you still need an outside yeah. perspective to to really help you you get through that, and that's you know I know that's true for me, and and you mm -hmm. said, you know for for you too. How did how did people help you through that? Um, it's a great question, and I wish I could give you. Um, I wish I could give you an A, B, and C answer. Yeah. The. Um, 
and I think part of the I think part of the challenge with with being able to give a, you know a, a definitive answer on that is that you you said something a moment ago. I mean, our 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 assumptions are you know the, those beliefs that we hold. They are our they're our our primary and only referencing point. And so that's why it's so hard for us to be able to see beyond that because our mind doesn't want to see beyond that because, because it doesn't, you know, that is, that is the referencing point of, of of everything for you. Yeah. It's the sense of stability. Exactly. And so I, you know, I, I, I think the way it happened was through, um, a, you know, through a series of conversations where um, people helped me to, you know, to challenge those assumptions, mm-hmm. and while while it the there was a there was a moment for me where it was like the watershed moment where f- the water came over the dam, but I think it was a series of conversations that got me to that point. You know, yeah. it wasn't it wasn't one conversation; it was a you know a series of of you know, challenging those assumptions to all of a sudden that dam broke and then and then it was like, oh wow. Yeah. You know, and, and then all of a sudden it was literally, you know, it was like moving from it was like moving from black to moving to white. You know, it was yeah. that it was that big of a shift. Yeah. But I don't think it I don't think it all came in, in one singular you know, because of one singular conversation. Yeah, it was it was kind of chipped away at those exactly. walls over time. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So, um, all right, so that's, that's judging ourselves. Uh, how about judging others? Why, you know, is it, is it um, along similar lines? Why, why do we judge others? Well, I mean, if you think about it, um, At a fundamental, I think at a fundamental level, I think we judge people for for a couple of reasons. Um, we judge others because it gives us, um, it, it helps us to feel better about ourselves. Yeah, gives you us know? a sense of superiority. Right. You know. So the, um, and you know, we we do that in. You mean you see it in the media? We the media loves to build people up and then knock them back down. Yeah, you know, um, and uh, so I think I think to a large degree the reason that we judge others is that the it does it makes us it makes us feel better about ourselves or it makes us feel less inferior. Yeah, yeah. So it, you know, I guess it kind of does come from the, a similar place and mm-hmm. that, that feeling of inadequacy. If you see somebody else doing great things, doesn't make you feel good about too good about yourself, I guess. Right, you know, and 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 it's the you know so, somehow they're you know they're able to accomplish something that for whatever reason we perceive we can't accomplish. So you know, so there there you know there must be some reason they are because they're doing something illicit, they're doing something mm-hmm. criminal, they're. They're, you know, they, they cheated in some way or they had, you know, they had an edge, you know, they were somebody's favorite. They were, you know, so that, yeah. so we, we look for the rationales why others can and we can't. Yeah. Um, 
because then we can sit back and go, well, if I had that advantage, then I sure. could too. Yeah. 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 Well, it, and it, it seems like so much of this boils down to, you know, when, when we are judging other people, so much of it boils down to a, a confidence problem. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's, yeah, and that seems to be the, the you know the the root of of judgment. Yeah, yeah. So much of it. So why do we? F- I guess it you know that's I mean, and, and that kind of you know goes along to why why we fear others because I think that's another another thing that um, uh, you know particularly now, but I think you know has has always been true is we have this deep rooted fear in being judged. Mm-hmm. Not only are we judging ourselves, we're judging other people, but we don't want people to judge us. Exactly. Um, you know, is it? I, I got to imagine it's that same sense of lack of self worth. Absolutely. You know, there's the, and we might have talked about this in one of our other conversations, um, but I remember years ago reading about that 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 study that they had done in Reader's Digest, where they asked people what their number one fear was. You know, and <laughs> yeah. and you know, people came back and and they said public speaking was number one and dying was number two. <laughs> you know, and and yeah. uh, you know, so. And you ask yourself, so so how in the world does public speaking beat out dying? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> right. how can how can how can it be better to die than yeah. than it is to stand in front of a group and do a speech? But yeah. but you know, you ask yourself, well, what happens when somebody's up there in front of a group? Well, now all of a sudden, you know, you've got 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 people mm-hmm. potentially judging you. Yeah, you know, and and oh, they miss they, they they screwed up that sentence, or oh, look, they're nervous, or oh, look, they're sweating, or oh, look, you know. Yeah. And, and you know, and, and so I think that tells us it tells us a lot about how strong that you know that that fear of judgment is in us. Yeah. There's, um, you know, in the in in the book, uh, um, uh, solve for happy that you and I you know we're yeah. talking about. Yeah, yeah, great the, book. Uh, Oh my God! Isn't that yeah? It's one of my favorites that I've read in a long time. Uh, yeah, Michelle's reading it right now. Oh, is she? Yeah, I gave it. I, yeah. I, I'd given it to her. Yeah, I gave it. I gave it to my mom. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, and and uh, you know, it's funny because, um, you know, Michelle's one of these people where she'll take a year to read a book. Right? She'll yeah. read like you know two sentences and or you know two pages, and she'll get on to something else. And yeah. And uh, so this book she picked up about a week ago. And I'm like literally watching her, like yeah. you know, every day she's reading, you know, yeah, um, which is really unusual. Yeah, the um, but I love, you know, I love what he he, you know, he talks about judgment in the book, and you know, and and, and I loved how he framed it up. He said because, um, you know, he said he talks about how you know most people are so wrapped up in judging themselves that they really don't have the mental energy to be judging us, you yeah. know, you know, they're, they're caught up in their own psychoses, you know, right, not, you yeah. know, not so much. And, yeah. Um, but yet, you know, nonetheless, you know, so many people are so, are, are so concerned about, uh, yeah. you know, about that side of things. And, you know, it was interesting. I, I, I know from a public speaking, uh, you know, perspective, I remember years ago, uh, a mentor telling me that, you know, when you when you really dial it in from a you know in terms of being able to connect with groups, is when you can totally let go of that sense of yourself, that sense of of being judged or being evaluated, and and just be free and be yourself in front of a group of people. Yeah. And you know when you and it is it's liberating when you you know you get to that point where you you know you just absolutely let go of that sense of self and yeah. and it it doesn't matter what they think you know of of me what matters is that the message connects right yeah 
Well, yeah, and that's that's a, um, you know, it, I think you know so much of it is. We seem to be seeking this sense of validation from everybody else, you know, and and I think that maybe that's that's a big part of this fear of being judged is you're looking to all these other people for validation, right? And that's your problem right there, right? You know, where so why are we? Why do we feel this compulsive need to look outside of ourselves for that? Yeah, you know why? Why is it that? that we can't look at ourselves in the mirror and say, you know, I'm enough, you yeah. know, I'm, I'm good enough. I'm, um, you know, I'm uh, uh, not that, you know, not that we're perfect or that we can't be better, but, but why can't we be happy with, with who we are today and, and, and what we've become today and what we're more importantly, even what we're working on becoming tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, that, that's a different, it's a different type of, you know, I think, uh, is a different type of confidence mm-hmm. um, where, you know, I think that the traditional people think traditionally of confidence is almost like a cocky, uh, you know, to to an extent, uh, yeah. like at the extreme mm-hmm. um, uh, where it's, you know, uh, I think that I'm better than everybody else. When I think, you know, what it really is, is it doesn't really matter what everybody else thinks. It, well, and and you know it's funny. Be, it's funny you say that because I, I I totally agree. I mean, you if you look at the if you look at what people juxtapose, uh, you know, with with confidence, whether it's you know arrogance or conceit or egotistical mm-hmm. or or the the know it all attitudes that mm-hmm. people have, you know, those are all of the. Those are all the manifestations or the force field that that people who struggle from an esteem standpoint use. It's yeah. kind of that you know they hide behind those things. Yeah. Um, and conversely, when you when you truly meet people who are are, are secure in themselves, mm-hmm. you know, they, you're right. They don't look for that external validation. They tend to be very humble people. Yeah. Because they feel internally okay about who they are. Yeah. Yeah, there's this there's this incredible um, like sense of peace. Yeah, about them. Yep. Like they're just totally totally cool. Totally yep. totally fine with whatever whatever you're thinking about me is I, is irrelevant. It, right. That's all. That's your business, yeah. not mine. I I remember um, uh, when when my daughter Catherine uh, she was. Um, Oh boy, she was probably maybe seven or eight years old, and uh, uh, <laughs> it's funny. She just she actually just reminded me of of, of this story. Um, uh, she she was getting picked on on the bus and uh, by by these other girls, and so she coming home from school and she's crying and she's all upset and you know these girls were making fun of her and you know all of those kinds of things and. Um, you know, and as a dad, you hate seeing your kid get bullied, and you're, yeah. you know, and and and, and 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 I remember she and I sitting talking one night, and uh, and I said to her, I said, I said, honey, I uh, I said tomorrow, I said, I said if those girls pick on you, and I said and they they probably will, um, I said, uh, I said I just uh, I want you to look at them, and I want you to say this. I just want you to look very nicely and just say, I'm sorry. Did 
I allow you to think that your opinion matters because <laughs> it really doesn't. And, yeah. and, uh, and, and I said to her, I said, I said, honey, I said, the, the only opinions that matter, I said, are yours and the people who really truly love you. Yeah. I said, nobody else's opinion makes any difference. And, uh, and, I, and as I said to her, I said, do those girls really truly love you? And she's like, well, no, Daddy. I go, then their opinion doesn't matter. And uh, and and then I reminded her of that, you know, that story when I walked her down to the bus the next day. And uh, you know, and at the end of the day, she came home and, you know, she she was kind of laughing. She goes, she she goes, Daddy. She goes, I said what I, I, I told the girls what you said, you know. And and I said, and what did they do? And she goes, they left me alone. <laughs> I said, there you go. Yeah. You know, and so now she's in college, and, and she actually, uh, when she left for school um, uh, this year, she, she wrote letters to, uh, uh, to Michelle and, I, and, and myself and left them on her pillows. Uh, wow. Yeah, and, and she, uh, so she was kind of going back and, and, and thanking us for these, like, little moments from, you know, from her childhood. And, uh, and that was one of the things she said in her letter to me. She said, wow. she goes, thank you for teaching me whose opinion matters. That's very cool. Yeah. That's very cool. That was, it. that was, you know, it was, it was one of those moments where I, as a dad, I kind of leaned back and go, she was paying attention. You're never quite sure about those things, yeah. you know, but yeah, that was yeah, cool. That, that one landed. Cool. Yeah, it did. Yeah. That's very cool. That's very cool. Um, all right, I, I want to, I guess, like, I, one other thing um, I wanted to to touch on that, you know, we kind of mentioned in the beginning was um, social media. Mm -hmm. um, what role, I wanted to talk about what role social media and kind of this environment that we're in plays in judgment. Do you think, uh, do you think social media has made it better or worse? Oh, worse. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so much worse. Yeah. It's, uh, you from know. Both, from both perspectives, because you're, I think it's, it's made judging yourself worse because now you're seeing more of the, like we talked about before, like the, the red carpet moments yeah. of everybody else's life and you're judging yourself yeah. against those. Um, and then it's also giving, you know, the, Gives, gives people the platform to kind of um, judge other people without the repercussions that they would have to, you know, you don't have to say it to their face anymore. Right. Yeah. So you can hide. You can hide. Yeah. You know, that's an interesting point. Yeah. yeah. You don't, you don't have to, you can do it anonymously or, or even if you're doing it in, in your own name, you're doing it, you know, from your bedroom or something. You're not looking yeah. this person in the eye and, and saying yeah, it. There's to no them, accountability. Which, right. Yeah. Right. There's nothing that's going to happen. Yeah. It's, you know, it's interesting, um, and I, I, I wholeheartedly agree, and, and, you know, your generation has, has much more grown up in, you know, with social media than mm -hmm. certainly mine did. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I kind of look at myself on the periphery of it and, and, and um, you know, and haven't been, for whatever reason, fully, you know, kind of fully immersed. Um, but I always I find it curious um, how 
the, that compulsive seeking of validation. Yeah. That that social media has created, you know, yeah. and 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 how people, they the. You know that feeling of oh I you know I've got this beautiful plate of food in front of me and I got to take mm-hmm. a picture of it and post it and you know and let's see how many likes I get and yeah. you know so it's so it, it, again it's that it's the we've taken the the concept of external validation mm-hmm. and we've just you know we've exploded it now yeah um, you know across the you know a network of people and and um, so. I, I think you're absolutely right. I think it sets a standard. I think it sets a false standard in people's minds of what other people's lives look like. Um, and and by comparison, how inadequate our life is. Yeah. Um, and it also creates a, you know, a, a means of, seeking validation, you know, uh, to, you know, make us feel, you know, better about the, 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 the status of our lives. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it, I think it, you know, it, it's, it takes, it takes such a, a deep rooted psychological desire and, you know, it, it's kind of created this battle, uh, and this, this war between, what's good and and healthy mm-hmm. for us and uh and you know for for people in general and all of the data scientists and psychologists and engineers that are working for you know the facebooks and the instagrams mm-hmm. and the googles and uh, of the of the world um and it's just you know we are hopelessly outgunned oh and and they they are marketing to the most primordial aspect of who we are. Yeah. Right? And while I don't... I choose to believe, maybe wrongfully, but, but, you know, and and maybe it's just my own naivete, but I I mean, I choose to believe that their... the intent... the intent is not an evil intent. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and that these organizations, they, you know, they want to do well for the world. They want to do well for society. There's a. There's also a profit motive. Sure. That that you know is pulling them, to you know let's you know let's. Keep triggering this and you know I, you know in people right. because it allows us to capture their attention. If we right. can capture their attention, then we can market things to them. Yeah. The more eyeballs we capture, the more right. ads we sell. And yeah. Yeah, and I th- I think I think you're right. Like I don't I don't know that it's it is a, uh, an evil an evil thing mm-hmm. I, but it, it's just you know i think it is as, as simple as look at their incentives yeah you know like that that's you know look at their business model right and if that's your business model you know and how do you how do you change that right. I, and i don't know i don't know that you can yeah you know right. I, I, it's uh, it's uh, um so while you might have the best of intentions you're gonna you're inherently pulled by mm-hmm. you know because this is how compensation programs this is how stock drives this is right. how yeah no so so I think you're I think you're 100 percent right yeah well and, and you like there's you know there is some some hope where you're starting to see um, you know I think for a lot of these companies it's it's also a short term versus a long term lens mm-hmm. you know when in the short term the more eyeballs and, and all that, all that kind of stuff um, obviously the more 
more profit and the higher the stock price and bigger the bonus and all that kind of stuff. Um, but over the long term, you know, if you're really damaging people to that extent, it can't be good for your business. I, you know, I think that the, I think that the, I think we don't really know. Yeah. You know, I think that there's, you know, there's an inherent lag in, um, you know, in when something is kind of injected into society and then us really being able to quantify what was the impact of it. Yeah. And, you know, likely it'll be another 10, 20 years before, before we, we really know. have clarity of, hey, what did this really do? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, you know, we've been talking about um, judgment, forming judgments. Um, I guess it's probably relevant to ask, are we any good at this? Like, uh, or how often are we actually right? Or is there even such thing as being right? Right. Yeah. Um, no, we suck at it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I, thought, I thought so. I don't think, I yeah. don't think. I mean, I, because you, because our, the motives for it are fundamentally wrong. And, hmm. you know, and, and so that, you know, just by virtue of the fact that, 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 you know, the core motive behind it isn't right. You know, it, it's going to skew the, the the perception on that. It puts an inherent bias, uh, you know, on things. What do you mean by, like, talk about that? What's that core motive? Talk about that. You know, the, the, the core motive comes back to a fundamental, uh, you know, you know, sense of inadequacy or yeah. insecurity of an individual. So, you know, the, the, the driving factor behind it is fundamentally flawed. Right. And therefore, anything that, anything com that comes, comes off it is going to be, you know, is, is going to be flawed because of that. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, so you stop and you, you, you know, and, and the other thing, too, think about, here's an interesting question. So, how often are your judgments positive hmm. versus negative? Uh, yeah, it's got to be very heavily negative. Right. You know, and and so... And and so if that judgment is a you know is a negative one, yeah. And the, I'm a relatively positive person, but even you know, right. I, that's just yeah. The, so you're judging nature. somebody else's intent. You're judging right. the you know their the, you know the why did they do this or why didn't they respond to this email or why right. didn't they you know yeah, sure. you know those kinds of things and yep. and you know or or even something as simple as you know why did that guy just cut me off and you know yep. on the road you know yep. those kinds of things and. And, you know, we, we tend to make that, you know, that, that snap judgment yeah. and, and assume an ill intent or, you know, assume that, you know, that there, there was, you know, there was something, you know, less than optimal in that situation right. when more than likely that's wholly incorrect. Yeah. You know, very, yeah, what, I've, what I've found is that, you know, most people as it, as it relates, I mean, there are, I mean, there inherently are, are, you know, evil people in the world and, yeah, you know, some people and, just suck. Right. Yeah. They just, they, they just have ill intent. And, yeah. But for the most part, I think people are generally good. Yeah, exactly. You know, they, they, they do things, you know, they do things for their own motives. Sometimes their motives, Ill, you know, ill affect others, mm -hmm. but they don't oftentimes do it with the intent of ill affecting others. Right. And, so, you know, you know, and that's a, it's a, it's a great test is, 
um, you know, to, to, to catch ourselves in those, yeah. in those moments of judgment and, you know, really step back and, you know, ask ourselves, okay, well, if we're making this assumption, mm-hmm. can we prove it? Yeah. You know, what That's if, what question. if it's the opposite? Yeah. And, and how does, and, and how does that, how does taking that opposite perspective, how does that change the psychology? How does it change the physiology? How does it change the, the, you know, that, the, the, the emotions that were, you know, that were wrapping around that? Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. I, and I think that's, that's one thing that when you do stop and think about it, cause I think, you know, you, you have to kind of catch your snap reaction, mm-hmm. um, and consciously override it. Um, but that, you know, that is one thing that, um, I think that I've more come to realize is the more I've I've gotten older is you you realize more and more how much is everybody's fighting their own battles exactly there's you know everybody's dealing with something right. everybody's got something going on they're dealing with something themselves they got they're dealing some with something with their family or dealing with something at work or whatever it is and most of the time and I think this is a a big realization is most of the time you know like cutting uh, you get caught off in traffic or, mm-hmm. or what, somebody bumps into you on the sidewalk or whatever it is, 99.999% of the time, it's not about you. Right. It's about something else. Yeah. But it's, you know, we, we tend to right. make in our mind that, you know, oh, how dare they? That, that's, right. You know, it, you, you attach this meaning to what they did to, yeah. to you when... Yeah. You're the last thing on their right, mind, right? right you're not right. that important, yeah, yeah. you know. You're, you're the center of your universe, yeah, exactly. not the center of theirs. Exactly, you know? so. exactly. <laughs> yeah, but I think that that does. Uh, I think you're totally right. It's it's a completely different psychology and mm-hmm. physiology, and um, you know, you're just much less angry when oh, yeah. you're when you're when you recognize that. I think you understand people so much better too. Oh, absolutely. Um, well, and that's the you know. So you know, to that point. You know, you think about empathy, mm. and you know how empathy plays into judgment, yeah. because empathy, to the to a large extent, is the, you know, it's the antidote to judgment. It's yeah. you know the antithesis of, of judging is is being able to you know look at people with empathy or or to look and say, is there you know you know could there be another reason why they're doing that? Uh, you know what what might that be? You know what what could be going through their head that's causing them to behave the, you know, the way that they're behaving. Yeah. And, and when you can, you know, when you can project yourself into th- somebody else's thought process in, in, in that regard, it, it really begins to change your perspective of, of who they are and candidly of, 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 you know, really how you can have a, a you know, a, a more positive interaction or make a, a more positive difference in their life. Yeah, for sure. And it, you know, it, it kind of struck me as, as you were saying that, that judgment and understanding are kind of mutually exclusive. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you, if you're, when we're judging, we're judging somebody else, or we're judging ourselves. We, it, in order but to judge th- people, we can't under, we're, we're right. not, we don't have a level of understanding. Exactly. Cause you go back to the beginning to of our conversation and, you know, a, a, a judgment is a measure by our standard. Mm. So it's inherently just right selfish. Exactly, you know. So so how how in the world can how in the world can you judge 
but then look at something from somebody else's standard. You can't. Exactly. Yeah. There's your mutual mutual exclusivity. Right. Yeah, I, I think that's that's a, a helpful antidote uh, anecdote to think about, which is if we are judging somebody, we can't possibly even be trying to understand them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you understand somebody, you can't judge them. Right. You know, and therein lies, I mean, if you look at our, you know, the political situation that yeah. we're in right now yeah, and the God. polarization that exists there. Yeah, sure. And, you know, and, that, and that's exactly what we're facing in our society is yeah. that the, um, you know, nobody is nobody is trying to take the time to understand why other people are coming from the perspectives that they're coming from. And they're yeah. so convinced that that their perspective is right, mm-hmm. that it, it, it keeps us from being able to find a middle ground where everybody is, is happy with the outcome. Right. Yeah, you're, nobody's, nobody's trying to understand. No, no. They're so caught up in, in you know, uh, that, you know, my perspective is right, and therefore yours must be wrong. Right. And, um, you know, and, and therefore there is no middle ground. Yeah, and my, my intent is good, therefore yours must be bad. Exactly. Yeah. Oh boy! Maybe we should run you for president, Dave. <laughs> no, no, no. That's, that's got to be. That's got to be the. You know, it's it, it's a way underpaying job for the. You know, for the level of stress oh, that you yeah, have to take absolutely. on. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. Not. Not. That, that you're not doing that one for the money. No. No. Here, I, it's funny because I've I've often thought. Uh, in fact, I was having this conversation with somebody. Uh, not too long ago, I, I you know, we're, we're, why would anybody want to be the president? Yeah, you know, and and I remember we were sitting and talking, and 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 we came to the conclusion that there's only two reasons why somebody would want to be the president: they're either an off the chart narcissist, yep, um, or they they ha- are you know an off the chart altruist, you yeah, know, and they want to make a difference in terms of society, yeah, um, and you really can't tell which is which, which is which, until they get out of office. Mm. And then watch what they do. Yeah, you know, that's a good if they, point. If they continue to do good works and they continue to try to better society, then yeah. you know who they are. If they go on a speaking circuit and you know, right. are, and they're getting one hundred fifty thousand dollars for speeches and right. you know all those kind of things, there's probably a little bit more of the narcissist mode. You know, yeah, movement. sure. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's yeah, because you got to be insane to want to take that job. Uh, yeah, I, I don't understand it at all. Yeah. Um. All right, so we. We have this reactionary tendency mm-hmm. to, you know, snap, judge. Um, how do we break out of that? How do we break that habit? Because uh, it's not not good. Oh yeah, no. I, 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 you know, I used to be. Um, I think I used to be a fairly judgmental person. Um, uh, by my own judgment, I'm not very judgmental anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to try to unpack that. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. There you go. Work on that one. For yeah, I'll work on that one. There you go. Yeah. Um, but I think part of the, you know, I think part of how you break that cycle, um, it, you know, is first by changing your own perspective and, and, and really asking yourself, you know, what right do you have? Yeah. To, to to judge anybody else. I mean, what right? I mean, you don't want other people to judge you, right? So, so you know, who gave you the right? Yeah. To 
you know, to, to you know, to judge others. Yeah, we'll put you, who put you on the pedestal. Exactly. And, and you know, and, and so the reality is, you know, none of us, you know, we, we don't have that right. Um, and the, you know, and, and even, you know, even stepping back and asking ourselves or looking at the way that we're judging ourselves or what's the standard by which we are judging ourselves. Yeah. You know, is it, are we judging ourselves based upon some external standard that, you know, has been marketed and sold to us? Is that the litmus test of whether we're good enough or worthy enough or, you know, or, or human enough? Yeah. Uh, you know, or, or, or is there something more true and more fundamental that you know that that we really you know, do we need to change our own standard? Yeah, and and I and I don't you know um, um, uh, I, I can't provide you know a, a, some universal litmus test here, but what I found at least for me is the you know the that rather than judging ourselves based upon our mistakes. Um, or based upon the, you know, perceived shortcomings that the, that we have right now, or you know, what other whatever those other negative things may be. Yeah, I, I think we've got to, you know, we really should be looking and looking at ourselves and and judging ourselves in terms of, did I did I learn something today? Yeah. You know, did I did I did I did I in some way, shape, or form become a better human being today? Yeah. Right. I think that's important. You yeah. know, um, did uh, you know how did I handle how did I handle the setbacks that that I was thrown today? Do you know, did I you know did I handle those in a positive, constructive manner where I carried something from them that's going to make me stronger tomorrow, or yeah. did I you know did I fall to victim? Oh, woe is me thinking, or or allow negative emotions to you know take over? Um, yeah, you know. Was I, um, you know, was I selfish and 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 self-centered today and me-focused, or, you know, can I can I look at the day and say, you know what? In some way, shape, or form, I, I you know, I made the world a better place. You know, and, and it's not, you know, not some big Pollyanna. I cured cancer, or you know, those kinds of things. But, yeah. you know, did I say hello to people? Yeah. Did I smile? Um, did I open the door for someone? Did I let somebody in in traffic? You know, yeah. there was a. Um, uh, I remember um, years ago listening to a Ken Blanchard tape, and 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 in the tape he talked about, you know, did you bring more love or hate into the world? Hmm. I like that. Yeah, and 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 I mean, I think if you know, so you know, so what are what are the standards by which we're judging ourselves? You know, were we. You know, are, are, were we grateful for where we are in life? Uh, you know, in the in in the in the things that we have, uh, uh, did we learn something today? You know, did we positively handle our struggles? Did we bring you know love into the world? And I, I mean, I think if and I'm not saying that those are the only things, but but at least those are top of mind. Yeah. Um, you know, I think if we judge ourselves based upon those things, and we can look at those four things even, and 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 say. You know what I did? Okay. Yeah. Then, you know what? Then we're probably focusing on the right things. Yeah. Well, I think you know. I, I think we have this. We have this tendency to overthink everything. Mm -hmm. And and a lot of times, I think with a lot of this kind of stuff, it's 
the answers are a lot simpler than than we're we're leading ourselves to believe mm-hmm. and and they're they're simple but not easy yeah um but you know i think i think that's a, a huge thing and the, the other thing i think too why is i think that is I'm, you know what, what simple is but not easy no 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 or I mean, why do we overthink yeah why do we why do we why is it that we feel that you know that why do we have to complicate things why i don't know why you know why is it that we we're, we can't look for the simple answer instead we have to try to you know, and, and maybe yeah. maybe it actually ties back to what we talked about before, that, that feeling of inadequacy. If it's complicated, then... Yeah. Then there's an excuse for me to have not figured it out or done it. Exactly. Yet. Yeah, no, that, that could definitely be it. Because huh. I think there is this, you know, we can just make things so much more complicated than yeah. they need to be. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, you know, and thus, you know, we perpetuate our own unhappiness. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that is it. Maybe we just cracked it, Dave. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Every now and then. Yeah. I, I think, and I think, you know, uh, something, too, is, um, you know, I know for me, like, just thinking about, like, where are you looking for validation? Mm-hmm. And, and I think, you know, I know that's, for me, is if you're looking, and it's, I think it's as simple as, are you looking outside or are you looking inside? Yeah. And if you're looking outside, all of these other things pop up and it gets a hell of a lot more complicated. But if you're looking inside, everything becomes a lot simpler. It's, it's harder and it, it, it it can be harder to grapple with some of those things, but it becomes a lot simpler. I think the only opinions that matter are yours and the people who truly love you. Yeah, there you go. Um, all right. Well, uh, you got any, um, any closing, Closing thoughts before we, before we wrap up. Uh, any loose ends to tie up? Yeah, I mean, I I think that. I think that we have to. Um, I think that if if we can catch ourselves when we're falling into that judgment trap, you know, the habit, you know, and mm-hmm. and, and, and and change it. Um, so just notice when we're sliding down that slippery slope and and then really challenge those judgments you know it uh, do we do we 100% know that yeah. that judgment is true can we can we say with 100% certainty yeah and what if it's the complete opposite of the way that we're looking at it yeah you know how does that make us feel um and how does that how does that change our you know our expectation you know how does it change the way that we we're moving in the world or interacting in the world um and i think i think if we do that you know in the end we i think we end up building better relationships i think we end up connecting more with people around us um and i think we end up ultimately feeling a lot more fulfilled in you know in 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 who we are um and 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 maybe we're and maybe and maybe we really start pursuing uh what success really is Hmm. instead of what we're told it is yeah i like that yeah and i think you know just the i think the one final thought somebody somebody said this to me recently um but I think, you know, uh, in terms of, of dealing with 
our own demons. Um, uh, I think you know it is it's true that it you you need that outside perspective. Yeah. And um, I guess you know I think one thing is it's a point that I'd like to make is it's okay to ask for help. Um, I think so many, um, so many people look at it as a weakness, and I know I have, for sure. Um, what's the what's the is it the Emerson quote where the vast majority of men yeah. live lives of quiet, quiet desperation? desperation. Yeah. yeah, and and it's and it's so true. I think that the um, it, nobody has all the answers. Yeah, you know, and and the and we can't. We're, we are psychologically incapable of, of challenging our own assumptions because we can't see beyond them. Yeah. You know, and that's where, you know, having, having that second perspective, uh, you know, having the, the, uh, you know, that other person with a, with a differing awareness to, you know, to help. I, I, it's made yeah. a, it's made huge difference in my life, so I, I absolutely yeah. agree. And and it's the um, and there's no shame in being vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I th- I, mean, I think we're social animals for yeah. a reason. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if we're if we are psychologically and in, incapable of you know seeing inside our own minds, there's a reason we're social animals and not. Living alone it, in the forest, it, it, it perpetuated survival of the species. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we were better hunters when we yeah. we did it together. When exactly. we did it alone, exactly. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, all right, Dave. Well, uh, this was a good one. It was I, fun. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, until next time. Thanks for listening. Hey guys, one more thing before you take off. This is Motivational Intelligence Insider. It's just a very short, exclusive email uh, every Monday that comes from Dave, John, and the guests on this show. Uh, This is the only place they share their very, very best stuff, and it's delivered right to your inbox every single Monday. Uh, This could include exclusive tips for upping your game, uh, articles they're reading, videos they're watching, stories from the road, and on and on. It's the best way to kick off your week, and this content is uh, comes directly from Dave, John, and the guests, and is only available to subscribers of Motivational Intelligence Insider. So if you want these guys and gals to email you their best stuff, go to 2logical.com forward slash insider. That's the number 2logical.com forward slash insider, and drop in your email. And if you do, I hope you enjoy it. The Motivational Intelligence Podcast is produced by the team at 2Logical. 2Logical is an international corporate training firm and the world's leading expert in motivational intelligence, which is the ability to understand, manage, and change the motives people have. 2Logical offers over 30 different keynotes, workshops, and full training courses to small, medium, and large Fortune 500 companies in 53 countries, a lot of which you're probably familiar with. Advisor, Bank of America, GE, Constellation Brands, P&G, and more. All solutions are completely customized and the feedback from these sessions will blow your mind. If you have any training or speaking needs or just want to say hey, head over to 2logical.com.